All right. Well, it's good to have everyone here tonight. Have some missing, but we're here, right? That's right. We're here. The Lord is here in us, through us, as us. That's right. Thankful for those that are jumping on Facebook Live as well and those who will watch the replay afterwards. Love your comments. Also, the questions. If you have any questions, feel free to hit me up and ask me questions, and we will try to get the answers for you. I am going to go in a little different direction, going back to incorporate the book of Revelation once again. And uh, we may have a few messages on the book of Revelation. This is number 165 of Mind Brain Connection. This is part one, by the way. And uh, we're going to be studying out of Revelation chapter 20, the first five verses. And then the next time I speak, we're going to finish up the chapter. But we all know that the book of Revelation was written in sign and symbol. Even though it was literally fulfilled in 70 AD, it still was written in sign and symbol. And the signs pointed to that destruction that took place when Titus and the Roman soldiers went in and destroyed the temple. And it was the end of the law then and destroyed also the city of Jerusalem. What is happening now is through the understanding of the book of Revelation, our awareness that is squirrely, the false concepts in our awareness, in our city and in our awareness, the Jerusalem that is in bondage yet with her children, yes. is being destroyed from between our ears. So you can see a literal destruction that happened in 70 AD, but today the destruction through the truth that is coming is swallowing up in our city and in our yeah. Jerusalem that may, to some degree, still be in bondage with her children yeah. and is not yeah. the Jerusalem above that is the mother of us all that is free, those old concepts are being swallowed up. So yeah. if you have your Bibles, let's go to Revelation chapter 20, and we look at these things spiritually and symbolically. Verse 1 says, He sent and he signified what is written in Revelation, Unto John, by his angel, we know the word signify means signified. Yeah. It means it's written in sign and symbol. Right. It's written in sign and symbol. And we have so many today that are still teaching according to eschatology, and they're making it literal, scaring people out of their wits. Right. Talking about wars here and war, you know, war over there and Russia and Ukraine. Now, we feel bad about all that, of course, but what we need to do in the midst of that is see the whole earth full of the glory. Yes. We feel bad for the people that are involved in that, but let me just say this, and this is a strong statement. You will not find war depicted and prophesied in the Bible. I know that's strong. You won't see it depicted in the Bible. Yes, the 70 AD thing happened, but for us, you do not see war depicted. Right. And in Matthew 24, he said, in a sense, he was saying, don't worry about wars and rumors of wars. That's always been going on. Uh -huh. So I do not believe that for us, we can go to the scriptures and point out any verse or any chapter that says Russia is going to come down to Ukraine right. or Russia is going to come down to Israel. Right. It's just not there for us. Right. What we are to look at is the allegorical reality, the hyperbole, the parabolic we're to look at it that way today. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm going to teach today may seem a little bit complex, but let me just say this. If you'll think about it, if you'll meditate, or if you'll contemplate on it, you'll begin to see that this is really something 
that is for us personally and allegorically, and it's something that's closer than our breath, nearer than hands and feet, is for us allegorically. Now, it's already objectively true. But how many know if we stop with what was objectively or is objectively true about us, and this is what allegory is, it's how it can be applied to our life. Right. So many people don't understand allegory. They think we're you know, throwing away the historicity. No, we're not. We're just seeing how the stories can be applicable, applicable to you and I and how we can walk in them. Yeah. What good is it just to know you're in Christ? But what about walking in Christ in our yeah, walk? Amen. What about the subjective experience? And yeah. this is where allegory and parable comes in. Jesus told the parable so the people could look at those parables and apply them if they were living from within yes. and interpreting them from within, not from without. Right. Then what they were seeing is how that would apply to them and how they can experience it. Mm -hmm. So is the sea. It was to show them they're the sower and they've got to sow the seed from the right side, the Christ mind, into the feminine principle. Yeah. Every parable is applicable to us. Every parable can cause us, once we see it, to be able to walk in the subjectivity of that parable. And people, like I said, get out, bent out of shape when you're talking about allegory because they think you're kicking out the literal aspect, the stories. Not at all. Now, some I don't believe literally happen. However, we need to be able to know the difference, to discern the narrative of the story and discern the difference. Now, in Revelation, do you find Revelation? It's the last book of the Bible, in case you didn't know. Revelation chapter 20, I'm going to be reading verses 1 through 5. And pay attention. Pay close attention tonight because, like I said, it's a little bit more complex than what I've been doing. But you'll see it'll fall in place for you if you just contemplate it a little bit. So look what it says. Verses 1 and 2. And I saw an angel come down from heaven. Not heaven out yonder. Right. 50 million light years away right. from the Milky Way. Not heaven out yonder. Not some physical place. Heaven is the realm of spirit, including the spirit in us. Angel is what a message. So there's a message coming out of us, and it's giving us a key. Look what it says. Having the key yeah. mm -hmm. of the bottomless pit, and a great chain was in his hand. Yeah. And I'm going to explain all this. Verse 2. And he laid hold on the dragon. I don't know why they had to mention it so many times. That old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan. You've got what? The dragon, the old serpent, the devil, and Satan. Mm -hmm. And bound him a thousand years. Now, again, this angel, an, an angel is what? A messenger with a message, or yeah. it's a message. Mm -hmm. And it can be a message in you that comes from your heaven, your right side, your yeah. Christ mind. That's yep. right. So we could say that our Christ message, mm -hmm. or higher thoughts, or higher consciousness depicts this angel... It's a message that is being brought to you by the Spirit from heaven or from the realm of spirit. Yeah. Now, let me just add this. Adam and Eve, do you know Adam and Eve and Lucifer were in heaven? Of course. Mm -hmm. What good did it do them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what yeah. good did it do for Adam and Eve to be in Eden, the place of harmony and pleasure, or heaven? What good did it do for them? They still fell. Well so what am I saying? Well, we are seated. See, you can be in heaven and still miss it. Right. 
Oh, heaven is depicted as this great place. And I understand. I'm not talking about people that die in their physical body, you know, and, and, and God, Father, receives their spirit. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you and I are seated in heavenly places, and we still have to listen. It is a great yeah. place if we listen. Hello. Yeah. It is a great place if we listen. Right. So, you see, because they chose to listen to the flesh, the serpent representing the flesh, mm -hmm. and partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, what good did it do for them to be in heaven? Right. Yep. I've never said that before, because it never came to my mind before. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just simply saying, right. even though we're seated in heavenly places or in the heavenlies in Christ, is really right. the way it's read, yeah. we still have to listen. Yes, right. we do. We still have to assimilate this truth. Yes, yeah. We still have to sow the seed from our Christ mind into our feminine principle, yeah. into us. We still yeah. have to sow that seed. Amen. Now notice it says here that the message that came, let me go back there, it says, and I saw an angel come down from heaven, that's in you, having the key of the bottomless pit. So this key of the bottomless pit, the key is your Christ mind yeah. being brought to the left side. Yeah. Or we could say the key is the two, masculine and feminine, subjectively becoming one. That's the key. Mm -hmm. Now, the great chain, a chain in the natural has links, right? Mm -hmm. It has links. So, so the great chain denotes these links of revelation coming from the right side, which are seeds of truth that we plant into our left side, Amen. into our feminine principle, mm -hmm. so that the two can become, they're already objectively one, but so the two can become subjectively one. Mm -hmm. Therefore, Satan being bound for a thousand years is when we join the left and the right, when we yield the left side, when we yield the emotions, the north, when we yield the five senses, the south, when we yield intellect, human reasoning, and logic, which is the west side, Ephraim, when we yield those, and when the Christ mind then becomes that which is in rulership over those lower thoughts, mm -hmm. then what has taken place? Satan has been bound for a thousand years. Now, let me explain that. Again, what we must understand in verse 2, where it talks there about the thousand years, we must understand that it is not in any way, shape, or form a literal 1,000 years. Wow. Where do I get that? I get that from 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 8 that states where Peter, by the inspiration of the Spirit, spoke, and he said, A day with the Lord is as a yes. thousand years, and a thousand years is as a day. And then 1 Thessalonians 5, 8 tells us we are of the day. So let me take it further. If we are of the day, then that means we be the day. Come on now. So Amen. we are the day. So now listen, how do we look then at this thousand years allegorically? Because Satan is bound a thousand years. It's not a literal thousand years. A day with the Lord is a thousand years. A thousand years has a day. So how do we look at this thousand years? Well, let me ask you this question. What is a, what is a year? A year is what? Twelve months. Okay? So a year being twelve months, we have the number twelve. So number one would be our father. Uh -oh. 
Number two would be in 12, the eternal unlimited nothingness of the Father. The 12 would be, I could give you a lot of 12s. Mm -hmm. You have 12 cranial nerves, that's heaven, that's your head. Mm -hmm. You have 12 sympathetic nerves that cause your body to function properly. Your brain couldn't function properly, the left or right side, if you didn't have 12 cranial nerves. So what do we have here with the 12 cranial nerves? Heaven. What do we have with the 12 sympathetic nerves that are around the solar plexus? We have earth. So the thousand years then has to do with us joining heaven and earth within you and I. The 12 cranial nerves, the 12 sympathetic nerves, there are also 12 parasympathetic nerves in the body. And our bodies couldn't function properly without those sympathetic nerves. Your heaven, your mind, left and right hemisphere, could not operate properly without the 12 cranial nerves. So what do we have there? We have heaven and earth. And when we take the one, Father, in 12, and the number two, and we bring the left and the right together and join them subjectively, what have you done? When you yield the left side, you've come into the two that represents what? That simply represents the eternal and unlimited nothingness of God. Wow. What is the nothingness of God? We'll talk about that in a little bit more, but let me just say, for answer's sake, let me just simply say, it's when you yield the left side, you become as nothing, and then you become all. Oh. The nothingness of the Father kicks Amen. in, and then you be all. Amen. So now listen to this. Satan being bound for a thousand years again is when the masculine and the feminine are subjectively joined in God's unlimited and eternal nothingness, which is heaven. Amen. And that's the 12. Amen. Again, the 12 cranial nerves have to do with what? With heaven. This is heaven. The 12 sympathetic nerves have to do with earth. And what are we doing? We are endeavoring to join heaven and earth together as we yield everything that is not of the Father of the left side. Mm -hmm. The lower thoughts and then the things, of course, we've talked about before. The things that we yield, are th we're not trying to destroy them. God gave them to us. We're just yielding them unto our Christ's mind. Now, all of these things are in us. So Satan, listen, Satan being bound is simply the lower thoughts being yielded. Mm -hmm. That's Satan being bound. Amen. Now, look at verse 3. The lower thoughts in us are bound in verse 3, and it says and cast him into the bottomless pit. Now, there's a couple things about the bottomless pit that I want us to look at. It denotes and infers the endless lower desires that we have yeah. that are brought about by the lower thoughts yeah. and the lower emotions. Yeah. And it's the lower, listen, the lower emotional desires of the more you get, the more you want. Oh, come on! That's a bottomless pit. Yeah. Oh, that's so That's good. a bottomless pit. Amen. Oh, God, if you just give me this car, I'll never ask you for anything again in the rest of my life. If you just give me this house, if I can just get this house, and then your neighbor gets a better car and a better house, and yours isn't good enough anymore. Yeah, amen. So the more you get, the more you want. That Amen. is what this bottomless pit signifies oh, to us. 
And think about all of the boxes right now. If you have a storage place in your house, or maybe an attic somewhere, think of all the boxes that are up there with spider webs and no. bugs crawling all over them That's of things that you just had to have. Not even in a box. <laughs> a bottomless pit of desire. Amen. And so you go out and you buy more stuff to add to your other stuff. And a few more years down the road, you box them and throw them, you know, in the attic or throw them in the garage or in a storage place. And the yep. same thing happens all over again. Yep. That's a bottomless pit. Amen. That's a bottomless pit. Amen. The more you get, the more you want. You're yes. never satisfied. Amen. Never have enough. Yeah. So the key, listen, the key then to the bottomless pit is when, number one, the twelve, our Father, God in us, has control over those twelve aspects of this endless drive to have and get and be, and they're subdued by the God. Number twelve, they're subdued by the Father, our Father, that lives on the inside of us, controlling those 12 aspects that are not yielded to the Christ mind. And what happens when they're yielded to the Christ mind? When you yield all of those things in your bottomless pit, what happens then is you're joining, you're subduing those things, and you're joining heaven and earth together. Amen. Amen. Now, the rest of verse 3 goes on, and it says, And cast him, now it says him, but those thoughts. Those lower thoughts, cast them into the bottomless pit and shut him up shut and up. set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more. no more. Now, there are two countries or two nations on the inside of you. Oh, yeah. The one nation is on the right side, which is your divine imagination. Mm -hmm. The other is on the left side that tempts your feminine or your woman principle. And it's the vain imaginations that Paul talked about. Yeah. Casting down the vain imaginations. Yeah. So you have the divine imagination on the right side. You have the vain imaginations that tempt the woman or the left side. And so you have a high country or high nation and you have a low country and a low nation. Mm. So here it says, listen, that because I'm adding to this now for emphasis, because, this is saying in verse 3, because you have come into that meditation, there is no opportunity any longer for these lower thoughts or oh, intellect hallelujah. or emotions or five senses or logic. There's no possible chance for any of that to manifest while you're in that state of meditation. In other words, they are shut up, shut up. as it says here, and shut him up and shut set a up. seal. So they are shut up and they are sealed by your own yielding of them Amen. to the Christ mind within you. Amen. And you began to rule them a thousand years. Amen. Amen. So you see, this is what is being stated. When you live in that 1,000 years, again, what is it? The head, the 12 cranial nerves, the 12 sympathetic nerves of the body. When the two, when you yield the left side, then the two objectively become one. And what happens? The lower thoughts then are shut, shut up and a seal is put upon them. Seal it up, baby. That's the thousand years. That's what the thousand years have to do with. Let me back up and say this again. Mary wasn't here to hear it. I'm sorry. So what is the 12? 1,000 years. How many months are in a year? 12. Okay? So what do we have? We have 12 cranial nerves in the head, heaven. 
12 sympathetic nerves in the body or your body couldn't function properly. And so you're joining, as you yield, the two together, heaven and earth. And there you have the thousand years. Ah, there you have the thousand years. Looking at this allegorically. So verse 3, the devil, which again is lower desires, and Satan and that old serpent is what? Is shut up. Or in other words, the lower, shot, uh, the lower thoughts are shut up in this bottomless pit. And in other words, when we turn within in our meditation, you shut up and you seal up all of those lower thoughts manifesting in your life. And the two become one objectively. Now, hang on to Revelation and go to Matthew 6 and verse 6. Hang on to Revelation, though. We're going to go right back there. But Matthew 6 and verse 6. And of course... Jesus had given us some instructions of what we should do. And yes, what we should do. I said it right. Yes. So many in grace today believe, well, there's nothing I have to do. Well, objectively, for, for being who you are objectively, no, there isn't. But if you want to walk this out or walk yeah. in this or experience yeah. this subjectively, there are some stuff to do. Yes. yes. There are some, there's an awareness to have and there's yes. some stuff to do that Jesus told us. Matthew 6, yeah. 6, but thou, when thou prayest, little Elizabethan language here, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. Now, what did we just talk about? Talk about? We talked about shutting up. The lower thoughts being shut up and the seal put upon it. Yeah. So when thou hast shut the door, shut so the door. you go into your closet in meditation and yes. contemplation, you go within and you shut the door. Shut what is that? Door. You're shutting all those lower thoughts out. Yeah. Shut the door. Pray to thy Father, which is in secret. And that is exactly what Revelation 20, verse 3 is talking about. Amen. So, good. so in Matthew 6, 6, our meditation is what? It's going within and shutting something off. You're shutting the door of the bottomless pit. Yes. And therefore, you're no longer bothered by those lower thoughts or by those distresses. And as a result, your body can begin to operate more perfectly. Your immune system can begin to operate more perfectly. Remember Joseph, or Jacob, I'm sorry, Jacob in Genesis 32 he saw God face to face. In other words, his pineal was activated. He saw God face to face. And what happened, his life was preserved. Mm -hmm. Talking about his body. And of course, once the two are objectively, and they are objectively, but once they are subjectively joined together by our doing, yeah. hello, yeah. by our doing what Jesus told us yes. to do, then our immune system is quick and everything about our body. Amen begins to be revitalized, yes. and Amen. life begins to come to it and express. Yes, I am too, Mary. Yeah. Fully ready for the lesson. Amen. Now, back in Revelation 20 and verse 3. Revelation 20, verse 3. Notice it states, not only to shut up, not only to shut up, but it says, and set a seal upon him. Him being what? The lower thoughts. Yeah. Now, what is the seal? The seal is our stamp of authority. Come on! In other words, oh, it is geez. the certainty that this will work as Amen. we turn within and Amen. as we do what Jesus told us to do. Amen. And this seal comes from where? The seal can only come from one place, and it can only come from the Christ mind, the right side yeah. of Christ mind, when we cast our energy to the right side. Amen. And so as verse 3 states, you're not being deceived anymore. 
you're no longer engaging in mere intellect in and of itself, or logic in and of itself, or reasoning in and of itself, or five senses in and of themselves, or emotions in and of themselves, or vain imaginations that tempt the left side. You're no, you're no longer engaging in that. And notice what it goes on to say in verse 3, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. Till the thousand years should be fulfilled. Or as long as the twelve are being carried out properly in us. And remember, the thousand years, you are the thousand years. Hello. You're the day. You're of the day. You're of the day. You be the day. You're the thousand years because the thousand years, when you see the twelve months in a year, twelve cranial nerves, twelve sympathetic nerves, how much more could you be the thousand years if you look at it allegorically like that? Mm -hmm. So you see, a thousand years, when you're in meditation and in contemplation, listen, a thousand years can happen in five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> a thousand yeah. years can happen in yes. five minutes mm -hmm. or five hours when you're in meditation and contemplation. Yeah. The lower desires yeah. and the thoughts that he's yeah. talking about here as you shut that door, they are loose from you and a seal is set upon them. But now notice what it says here. It doesn't stop there. It goes on to say in verse 3, till the thousand years shall be fulfilled. But notice, they're loosed for a little season. In other words, what? You must constantly keep the garden. You must constantly, listen, you must constantly take care of the weeds in the garden that try to come through the left side. Constantly, but loose for a little season. So the lower thoughts, listen, the lower thoughts lose their power the more you practice this. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And let me just say this. You so are also a season. Yes. We could take a season. What is it that changes our seasons? From spring to summer to fall to winter. It's the 12. You're right back to the 12 again the 12 constellations, so you have to add in here as well the 12 cranial nerves and the 12 sympathetic nerves of the physical body that cause the body to operate properly. So we are the ones, and I'm going to say this, I probably have never said this before, you and I are the ones that change our own seasons. Absolutely! That is so good! We're not at the mercy yes. of anything else. That's so now, good. yes, our Father upholds and sustains oh, and maintains the kingdom yeah. of God within us at all times. But then it's up to us, yes. as what we've been talking about, it's right. up to us to shut off these things, yield these things, Amen. and allow the two to become one. Heaven and earth to become one subjectively within us. change our own season. Now, look at verse 4 now. Look at verse 4 of Revelation yeah. 20. And I saw thrones... Thrones, pearl, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. Now, thrones speak of what? Well, they speak of, here it's pearl, so it's, it's speaking there of, of rulership in our lives. Thrones speak of rulership in our lives. And I've right. mentioned in this series many times, we are the ones that create our throne. Yes. We're the ones that create the throne for our Christ mind to rule. Or we are the ones that 
become lackadaisical and allow the intellect, the reason, the logic, the emotions, the five senses to rule. That's why it says thrones, plural. We, are e we have choices. We're either allowing the lower to yeah. rule our lives, right. or we're allowing the Christ mind to rule our lives. Yeah. So thrones here speak of a place of rulership. And as we live from our Christ mind, we rule then where the lower thoughts, emotions, and five senses are concerned. Now look what else it goes on to say. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. In other words, what? They are judged for what they are. As we draw from the Christ mind, what are we doing? We are judging the lower thoughts for what they are. As we allow the, as we yield and allow the Christ mind to have the rulership, we are judging intellect, reason, and logic, five senses and emotions. We're judging. That's what it means. They sat upon, and judgment was given unto them. Mm -hmm. yeah. In other words, we're uncovering Amen. those lower thoughts. When we're ruling from the Christ mind, there's a judgment, and judgment also means a choice. Yep. We have a choice in the matter. Am I going to receive the lower thoughts, or yep. am I going to yield the lower yes. thoughts yes. and allow the Christ mind to rule in my life? Amen. Lord. Does this make any spiritual sense? Yes. yes. All right. Well, hang on yes. to Revelation and go to Isaiah 66. Let me tell you something. I have felt, and I'm just going to give you a personal word here. All right. Prophetic word. I have known for three weeks that there has been, and I kind of don't like to use this word, but for the lack of another, I'm going to use this word. There's been a real shift here. Yeah. Oh, yes. There's oh, yeah. been a real yeah. shift here, yeah. Yeah. at least in the last several weeks and maybe longer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it going. Amen. Yeah. How can we keep it going? By doing these things Amen. that Jesus told us to do. Amen. Now, what did I tell you? Isaiah 66. Hang on to Revelation, though. Go to Isaiah 66 and verse 1. Let me show you this throne, and let me show you what Isaiah the prophet had to say about our heavens and our earth. Mm. Isaiah 66, verse 1, Thus saith the Lord, the heaven, right side, is my throne. Yeah. Our Christ mind is a throne. Mm -hmm. And we create the throne by what we allow in Okay, we create the throne or a place of rulership as we yield mm -hmm. and are watching, judging what we are allowing into ourselves. Yeah. And a lot of what we allow into ourselves come as a result of the appearance realm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't look right, doesn't feel right, on and on we can go. So thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne. Our Christ mind is the throne of God. And we create that throne to manifest, we create it manifestly for Christ to subjectively rule in our life. Amen. Okay? Amen. Thus saith the Lord, the heaven is my throne, and the earth, oh, the left side, is my footstool. What is this referring to? It's referring to, yes, our higher thoughts coming out of our heaven, our Christ mind, and that's the dwelling place of the Father. He dwells in those higher thoughts. He sure does. That's the dwelling place of the Father. We make that dwelling place for Him. He dwells there, but subjectively, we make that dwelling place there Amen. Amen. for Him, as Him, within ourselves. Now look at the rest of, of verse 1, which states, 
Where is the house that you built unto me? Oh. Oh. Oh, we're building him a house to rest him. Yep. Subjectively. Amen. I mean, he's already there objectively. We know that. We don't have to do anything for that. That's yep. just a given. But we're building him a house. Yes. We're creating him a throne for him yes. to Amen. rest in. Yes. Amen. Where is the house that you built unto me? Oh my gosh. And where is the place of my rest? Yes. Now, rest means another word for rest is the Sabbath. And another word that I can use for the Sabbath is number seven. Hmm. So guess what I'm going to interject here? Yeah. When all the energy fields are open, and when the crown, some call chakra, when the crown energy field is activated, that's the throne. Can you hear that? That's the throne. When that crown energy field is activated and open, that's the throne. On top of our head. In the Christ mind. On the right side. See? And so when that energy field is open and activated, you rule from the highest consciousness that you could rule from. And it's what Jesus talked about when he said, if your eye, pineal gland, if your eye be single, your whole body will be full of light. Understanding and light. And we know, and I've said this many times, that the pineal is what produces the melatonin. And the melatonin lightens the skin. The melatonin kills cancer cells. The melatonin helps you to sleep. It balances the circadian rhythm. And they're still finding out more about what the pineal, when it's opened and activated, what it does medicinally for us. Medical science is still investigating that because they have realized they have made the pineal a vestige. And if you look up pineal in the dictionary, as I've said many times, It'll give you the word vestige because it's been thrown out as no use whatsoever, especially in religious circles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, back to Revelation. Revelation 20, verse 4. And Revelation 20 and verse 4 is a direct statement of the age that people are dwelling in who are dwelling in the Christ mind and realizing the importance of the Christ mind and realizing the importance of the feminine principle being one subjectively with the masculine principle. And what age is it? We know it's the age of Aquarius. It's the age of enlightenment. It's the age of the feminine. Not some feminist movement, as we've known many years ago, but the age of the feminine is realizing, the church is beginning to realize the importance of the feminine principle because there can be no life birthed subjectively unless the masculine and the feminine become subjectively one. Just like a husband and a wife. It takes two <laughs> to make a baby. It takes two to bring forth a manifestation of life in the form of a child. Mm-hmm. You see? And it takes two, our masculine and feminine principles, to birth the life as Revelation chapter 12 Amen. talks about the sun clothed woman. She's clothed with the sun, inside and outside. Yeah. Every energy field is open and activated. She's clothed. She's got the crown with the 12 stars, the mind of Christ operating within her, flowing within her feminine principle. Because she is the woman. She is the woman. And she's got the moon emotions under her feet. In other words, she's yielded 
those emotions to the Christ mind, to the masculine principle. And so therefore she birthed, she birthed life. She birthed the man-child. Mm -hmm. So Revelation 20 and verse 4 is a direct statement of the age of a people that are dwelling in the Christ mind. And notice again, it says that judgment is given unto us. In other words, we judge our own lower thoughts. Yes. And judge means decide also. Yeah. We make a decision. We decide to yield them. Yes. We decide to yield them. Yeah. We see that we, un we have the uncovering of them. We see how they're fruitless yeah. and cannot bear fruit that remains. Right. And then we make that decision. We judge them and we make the decision to yield them and draw from our Christ mind. Amen. Amen. And see, again, if we didn't have the 12 cranial nerves, your brain could not do this. You couldn't work. Your brain would not work correctly. If you didn't have the 12 sympathetic nerves that surround the solar plexus, your body would always be in lack, subjectively. You would always be, you know, experiencing aches and pains and the older you get. You know what, dude, we were just talking about this. I think I talked with Larry about this and Candy on the way down here. There's a scripture, you know, Catherine Bennett used to always remind me because I'd always forget that scripture, but it says, as your day, so your strength. Yeah. Meaning the older we get chronologically, the more strength and more energy we should have. Amen. Come on, Mary. Amen. Come on, girl. Amen. Amen. So judgment is given unto us. We make a decision. About what? What are we judging? The lower thoughts. We don't want that. We want to yield them. We want to marry together subjectively. The masculine and the feminine principle. Now, hang on to Revelation again, and let's go back to Matthew chapter 19 and verse 28. Matthew 19 and verse 28. And let's read here what Jesus had to say. He talked about the regeneration. And how many know re means again? Generation, you can interpret that as the genes within our physical body. Yeah. You can also interpret, because I looked it up just today in the Strong's Concordance, and I don't go along with everything in the Strong's, but I like this, and it means to vibrate, mm -hmm. and it means anew concerning time and place. Wow. Anew, what do I hear in that? I hear that we've moved from Aries, Old Testament, not us so much, but the people of Israel, We've moved into when Jesus' ministry was Pisces. A lot of the people were still in duality. That's yeah. why they didn't keep a healing. Yes. That's why those he healed got sick again. Those he raised from the dead turned around and died again. That is so but now we're in, in the kingdom, in the age of Aquarius. Mm -hmm. Enlightenment. Coming out of duality. We're in the regeneration, regeneration. Let me read this, Matthew 19, 20. And Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye which have followed me into the regeneration. Uh-oh. Now, what is this regeneration or regeneration? You who have followed me into the now age. Oh, come on. Amen. Not some new age. Oh, yeah. well, you can say it's new if you want to say it's new. Most people have no clue what new age is about anyhow. That's why they <laughs> criticize it so much. But I call it the now age. Amen. The now Amen. age. So this is what he's saying. You who have followed me into the now age. Amen. From Pisces to the age of Aquarius. You that have followed me into the regeneration, a different generation.
generation as far as age is concerned. Uh oh. See, I'm convinced you wouldn't be here if you didn't follow him into the regeneration. And those listening on Facebook, the reason you've been faithful to listen to our messages on Facebook is you followed him into the regeneration. Come on, man. You followed him into the now age from Pisces duality to the single eye. Amen. To the pioneer. Mm -hmm. Amen. But look what it continues to say. I'm not finished with that yet. <laughs> look what it continues to say in verse 28. When the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory. Or in other words, when the Christ consciousness is fulfilled in you, listen, you shall also sit upon 12 thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. And what are the 12 tribes of Israel? Who did Paul say Israel was? Not those that were born right. over in the Middle right. East. Right. He said they're not Israel yes. or the true Jew. Yeah. But the true Jew oh. is the one that has been circumcised, yeah. cut yeah. off the flesh yeah. of the left side in and of itself, yeah. whose praise yeah. is not of men, but, but of God. God. Yeah. And then when you take Israel, as you all know, when you break Israel down, IS is the feminine, RA is the masculine, EL is the God impulse within you. And through the God impulse within us, we have joined masculine and yes. feminine together and birthed the life of the Father. And so, therefore, we have followed him into the, the regeneration. Amen. Yeah. That's good news, folks. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. Now, all of the, uh, that this is saying here is that if you will bring yourself into the thousand years. Mm -hmm. Again, what's the thousand years? One year or a year is 12 months, right? Mm -hmm. You have 12 cranial nerves, your heaven. You have 12 sympathetic nerves, your body. So if you have brought heaven and earth together, subjectively joined them together, then you have followed him into the regeneration. Mm -hmm. You followed him into the now age. Yeah. You followed him into the age of Aquarius. You've come out of duality, the two fish of Pisces, and you followed him into the region. In other words, as I gave the one meaning in Strong's Concordance, it means a new, a new time, a new place. That's what regeneration means, to vibrate, and a new concerning time and place. You've come into a new time. Yeah. You've Amen. come into a new age. You've come into a new place. Amen. Amen. Now, go back to Revelation 20. You're the thousand years. Yes. What is a thousand years? It's the joining of the 12 cranial nerves, heaven, with the 12 sympathetic nerves of the body, earth. It's the joining of heaven and earth together subjectively into one. Mm. And I just want to tell you it's happening right now. Yes, it is. Those nerve systems of your physical body and of your heaven, those nerve systems that have caused you all kind of distress and problems, are coming into balance, are coming Amen. into the oneness Amen. that they need to come into. Amen. And that is spoken of in the scripture. Remember I said a couple of weeks ago, I was talking about the Holy Bible. You know, maybe man put that word on your Bible, holy, yeah. in front of the word Bible, but holy means whole. Yeah. Yeah. So it's holy in the sense that this book, the scriptures, the scriptures, first of all, that's written upon our heart and our mind, yeah. and then the scriptures that you hold in your lap, perhaps, tonight, which confirms the word that's written in your heart and your mind, mm -hmm. is to show you your wholeness. Amen. Holy. It's yeah. to show you your wholeness. It's Amen. to show you you're complete.
complete, objectively. Amen. You've always been whole. You've always been complete. You've always been one. You were never separate from the Father. Right. You were always at, as Christ in the earth, mm -hmm. as salt, as light. Mm -hmm. But we never knew it. Never knew it. You know why? Because religion yeah. sold us a bill of goods. Yeah. That we were a sinner, and we were separate, and we were lost, and we need to walk the green mile, and we need to confess all our sins, and we need to ask the man Jesus to jump into us. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm not putting Jesus down. We follow him by doing what he said. Yes. Yeah. But he came to reveal the Father. Yes, he did. He came to reveal the Father. Yeah. He said, I of myself, in and of myself, can do absolutely nothing. It's what I see. I turn with him to the Christ consciousness. It's what I see him do that I do. It's what I hear him say yeah. that I say. Yeah. And he was at the right of the Father. Yes. Well, we're at the right of the Father in that our right side is that which will rule if we will yield the left right. and allow the Christ mind to yeah. rule. The throne of God. Yeah. I didn't mean on saying half of the stuff. That's all right. You go ahead. I'll go back to Revelation 20. Are you there? Love it. Verse 4. Now, I did title this message, I forgot to tell you at the beginning, Our Glorious Beheading. <laughs> <laughs> Our Glorious Beheading. And that's what we see in Revelation 20 and verse 4. Oh, I and I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. Now, what is this about? has nothing to do with persecution getting so bad that they take an axe and cut off your head. Now, some people experienced that. Some people did experience that, literally. But that's not what it's talking about here. This cutting off of the lower thinking is cutting off, or we can say yielding the intellect, the human reason and the logic, the emotions and the five senses. It's a beheading where Jesus told us to take no thought. Take no thought. That's the beheading. Yeah. And I remember years ago in the book that I wrote on the builders of the tabernacle, I talked about this beheading and I shared how that's an inward and an outward beheading. It's both. Mm -hmm. So as we draw from our Christ mind and we yield those thoughts from the left side, notice what it says there. It is for the witness of Jesus. It's for the witness of Jesus. We draw from our Christ mind as a witness to what Jesus told us to do. Yes. And that is what we do. Amen. Yes. Amen. And you lose your own so-called head, yep. if you will, for yep. his head. That's right. Amen. So it's a beheading, listen, for the witness of Jesus because he instructed us to do certain things. And so when you do those things, yes. then that's a beheading. Yes, it You're is. yielding your own thoughts or your That's own right. intellect the way yeah. you think it ought to be or your own reason. Yeah. Of course, yeah. I know none of you have tried to reason anything yeah. out. You just right away go to the Christ mind, right? Yeah. Or your logic or go by your feelings. See, yeah. God gave us the intellect and the logic and the reason, the five senses and the emotion. We're not trying to get rid of them. We're just yielding them, and that's the beheading because you're taking on the mind of Christ for your what you think would be best mm -hmm. through your intellect and your reason. Now, the rest of verse 4 goes on to say, Revelation 20, and which had not worshipped the beast, meaning the lower thoughts, mm -hmm. yeah. neither his image, yeah. neither had received his mark, 666, ooh, that's, that's real, that's real scary, 666, and I told you here a week or two ago, how, I remember this has been probably 
10 years or longer, I had a friend call me up and say, you know, I received my social security check today and had the number 666. Oh my gosh, she was just, just you know, going off, freaking out. I bet she cashed it. I bet she cashed it, yeah. Wasn't that So, which had not worshipped the beast, the Lord thought neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So, when you take the number or the mark of the beast, which is 666, it adds up to 18, and 1 plus 8 is 9, which is the meaning of consciousness. So all this is saying is you're not to draw from your, from your lower beastly thinking. It's calling the left side of intellect, reason, and logic, emotions, and five senses in and of themselves. It's calling us the beastly consciousness. Yes. Right. Yes. A beastly consciousness. And then when it talks about or in their hand, that's talking about what they would do out of their beastly consciousness. Right. Yes. Right. See? Yep. But it says they lived, notice there, in verse 4 of Revelation 20, they lived and reigned where the 12 cranial nerves and the 12 sympathetic nerves of the body are concerned. They lived and they <coughs> reigned with Christ, with Christ a thousand years or they reigned where the 12 cranial nerves and the 12 sympathetic nerves are concerned of the body. They reigned a thousand years. Why? Because heaven and earth had become one within them. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Verse 5. But the rest of the dead lived not again until a thousand years were finished. Now, I firmly believe the last sentence of verse 5 should really have been placed at the end of verse 4. And I taught this years ago. So it would say in verse 5, but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. And it says this is the first resurrection. I think the first resurrection is those who partake of, verse 4, let me read that again, when or which had not worshipped the beast, the lower thoughts, neither his image, neither received his mark, yeah. on their foreheads or in their hands, they yeah. lived and reigned a thousand years, I believe. That's where the last sentence of verse 5 should be, this is the first resurrection. Amen. Because the word first there, and yeah. I had this way back years ago in my Builders of the Tabernacle book as well, first resurrection, first means a superior or a greater resurrection, or a first resurrection, or a first fruit before the rest of the dead lived again. Come on! Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like Romans yeah. chapter 8? Yeah. They're yes. on tiptoe waiting for the manifestation yes. of the sons yeah. of God, for people to manifest the life yes. of Christ first, so yeah. that they can then be delivered into yes. the glorious liberty of the sons of God as well. Amen. Amen. So that's what this is talking about. So yeah. notice there. Let me explain this a little bit. The rest of the dead live not again, until the thousand years were finished. Now hang on to this and go to Romans 6 and verse 13, and let me unpack this for you just a little bit. Unpack. What am I unpacking? The rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years are finished. Mm. It's not talking about people that are dead in their physical bodies, that right. have died in their physical bodies, right. and have gone off into the realm of spirit. Right as the Father has received them spiritually. I'm not talking about that. So in Romans chapter 6 and verse 13, we can see what it means when it talks about the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years are finished. Or in other words, the rest of the dead live not again until this people of verse 4 did not receive the image or the mark upon their foreheads or in their hands and they lived and they reigned with Christ a thousand years. In other words, their heaven and earth has become one. Mm -hmm. Their heaven and earth has become one. 
And then the rest of the dead live not again until this first group of people, the first fruits, experience this. Mm -hmm. And then they, the rest, are delivered into the glorious liberty of the sons of God, as Romans 8 says. So, Romans 6.13, look what it says. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness. Yeah. Don't yield them to the left side. Right. Say, well, what is one of the meanings of resurrection? To gather your faculties. Mm -hmm. Gather your faculties. Don't gather your faculties to unrighteousness, is what it's saying in Romans 6.13. Or unto sin, unto, unto instruments, or as instruments of unrighteousness, unto sin. But yield yourselves, yourself is your left side, your earth. Yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. Yeah. Yep. That is okay? so good. Yep. Yep. So the ones that are conscious, conscious. the ones that are alive, yeah. the ones that experience this thousand years, which is heaven and earth one, mm -hmm. okay? It's because they what? As Romans 6 13 says, they yielded themselves, not into unrighteousness on the left side, but they yielded unto righteousness of the right side, the Christ mark. Yeah. Now, look at another one here. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 5. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 5. See, you can be dead while you're alive. Yes, right. you can. Right. You can be unconscious while yes. you have natural consciousness. Yes. Right. See, and, and in 1 Timothy 5, 6, he was referring to a woman, imagine that, the woman, the, woman. the left side, the left a woman side. who lived in pleasure but dead while she lived. Yes. Yeah. See? Yeah. So we can be alive physically but yeah. be as dead as a doornail. Dead yeah. as a doornail. We can be as unconscious as ever yeah. but still be alive physically. Yeah. And that's where a great part of the religious church, corrupt religious church, is today. Yeah. Because they are fearful of these things. Yes. They're fearful of these things. Right. Yeah. Now, Ephesians 2.5. <clears throat> Ephesians 2.5 says, Even when we were dead in sins, mm -hmm. hath quickened us together with Christ, mm -hmm. by grace you are saved. So in other words, before we learned to live from our Christ mind, right. we were dead. Yep. Yes. Yes. Or we were unconscious. Right. right. Because, listen, to be conscious mindful is death. Yeah. is death. Right. You're alive physically, but you can be living out the left side of carnality all, yes, day long, all day long. And you think you're alive because you're breathing, but you're really dead and unconscious. Yeah. Yeah. You're really dead and unconscious. So go back to Revelation with that in mind. Revelation 20, I'm going to close here shortly. Give me about 10 more minutes. Revelation 20 verse 5. And let's see something here where we were talking about the rest of the dead. Live not again until the thousand years were finished, or until a people yeah. experience the joining subjectively of their heaven and earth. Amen. Which I explained as a year's twelve months. So you've got the twelve cranial nerves, you've got the twelve sympathetic nerves, and the two are joined together as we draw from the Christ mind. So you're the thousand years, especially when you are living from the Christ mind by yielding the left side mm -hmm. to the Christ mind and bringing the two together subjectively like the woman in Revelation chapter 12 the sun clothed woman you then are the sun clothed woman with the mind of Christ with the moon with the emotions under your feet is that making any good spiritual sense to you tonight? Yeah. now Revelation 20 verse 5 again 
but the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. So in other words, you've come into the God in you. Number one in 12 was what? God in you, Father God in you. Number two was what? The unlimited and eternal nothingness. And that means you have yielded yielded all the lower thoughts, the intellect, the reason, the logic, the emotions, the five senses, you have yielded that and become as nothing. Yeah. That's the eternal, unlimited nothingness of God. That's the two of the twelve there. Yeah. Amen. And that constitutes the thousand years. Mm. But the rest of the dead, it says, verse five, <laughs> the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. The rest of the dead being those who have not experienced yes. the joining. And right. many today, sad to say, this is such a sad commentary. Most yes. people don't even know about this. They right. don't. Right. What I'm talking about, if someone would, would, would tune in here on Facebook Live and never heard me speak before, they may think this is a bunch of baloney. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've never even heard it before. Yes. And that's a sad commentary. Yeah. Yep. That people, that you can go to your dictionary and look up the word pineal and it says a vestige because people have thrown it away as it has no use whatsoever. Mm. Listen, Psalm 139, he fearfully yes. and gloriously yep. made yes. our yep. physical bodies. Yep. We're spirits slowed down to visibility. Yep. And he gave us every system of our body. He gave us every organ of our body and every part of our physical anatomy has a function. Yeah. We can't throw out one aspect right. and say, well, you know, my hand doesn't need my foot, my foot doesn't need my ear. You can't say that, however right. Paul wrote that. Mm -hmm. You can't say that. Right. Because we have need of everyone in the body of Christ. Amen. We have need of every system and organ within our physical body. Yeah. And when one is removed, another one is has to work harder to make up. Like, if your tonsils are taken out, guess what? Your appendix has to work harder to build up the immune system and other yeah. parts of the body as well. So until those who are without, remember last Sunday we talked about the without versus the within, until those that are without, until those that are without, listen, will enter into this eternal and unlimited nothingness and become as nothing, they'll not experience this thousand years and they will never live again because they are dwelling in the carnal mindfulness and they can never while you're dwelling in the carnal mindfulness notice I didn't say carnal mind because there's only one mind while they're dwelling in the carnal mindfulness they will never experience this can't so what the writer of Revelation is saying here what the writer of Revelation is saying here is that for those who have discovered what Jesus said, and we have here, oh yeah, we have here that it is meditation, yes, that it is taking no thought, no thought, that it is seeking first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added or unfolded. That it is meditation, that it is all of these things, that it is going into the prayer closet and shutting out all of those thoughts. Closing the door, shutting it all out, yep, yep. will never experience this. Right. Until right. they discover what we're talking about here, mm -hmm. they'll never experience the thousand years yep. that Revelation chapter 20 talks about. Amen. Now, verse 5 again in closing. The rest of the dead lived not again 
until the thousand years were finished. In other words, the rest of the dead are not going to experience this. Again, not dead physically, right. alive physically, but dead where this is concerned. Right. They'll not live again until a people experience the thousand Amen. years of the joining of heaven and earth together, Amen. subjectively. Amen. In other words, every person will come to the realization that if they want to live, there's something that they have to do concerning the thousand years. They have to go, number one, with God within them, Father within them, and they have to join the Father within them, the heaven, with the earth. Mm -hmm. The 12 cranial nerves, the yep. 12 sympathetic nerves, yep. they have to be joined together. And when they're joined together with our Christ mind, as I said before, your bodies will begin to function like they never functioned Amen. before. In life and in life and Amen. in immortality. Amen. Amen. That's what we'll experience. Amen. Let me just read a couple scriptures in closing. Ephesians 5.14 Awake thou that sleepeth yeah. and arise from the dead yeah. and Christ shall give thee light. Amen. And Amen. what did Jesus say about the light? I've quoted it a couple times tonight. If your eye be single. Yeah. If your pineal is open and activated, yep. if your eye be single, your whole body will be full of light. Amen. And what is that? That's the resurrection of the dead. Yep. Resurrection <laughs> simply yep. means, yep. listen, resurrection means to gather our families yep. from the left side to the yep. right. Yep. And it yep. means the discovery of spiritual truth. See, listen, the resurrection from the dead is the rapture that most people don't want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> this is Amen. the rapture that most people don't want to talk about. Amen. And listen, it's a baptism that most people don't want to talk about because they have to have water for theirs. <laughs> and that's okay. But we need to understand that baptism is taking, remember the five yep. levels of consciousness that the yep. Greeks had? The earth, the water, the air, the fire, the Christ mind. So true baptism. You can be baptized in water 150 times and still not be baptized because it's taking the lower thoughts of the left side and baptizing them in the water of the spirit of the word. Amen. And then you come to the air where you take no thought, you move into the fire where it's conceived and quickened within you, and that constitutes the Christ mind. Amen. 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 Next time we'll finish Revelation chapter 20. And I promise you it's going to get gooder and gooder. <laughs> if this wasn't good, it's going to get better and better and gooder and gooder. <laughs> so that's Revelation 20, folks. I trust that you enjoyed it. Got something out of it. And anyone have any questions before we turn the camera off? Anyone at all comments, questions, or anything? That's all. After we turn the camera off, she'll talk after the camera's turned off. All right, come and turn off the camera. Father, we thank you for your truth, for your spirit, which is our spirit that is conceiving and quickening this truth within us, that we might move just from our objective truth and reality and understanding and come into the subjective reality where we walk it out. Walk it out. Through and through. We thank you. We love you. Yes. In the name of love. Yes. Amen.